0: It is no secret. Resentment towards France in large parts of Africa is growing to levels not seen in decades. That anger mostly stems from the military footprint that France maintains in several of its former colonies and the close relationship the French government has held with many unpopular leaders in that region. But France's President Emmanuel Macron is blaming this rising anti-French sentiment on other countries, including Turkey, During a recent trip to France's former colony of Algeria, Macron said that a campaign by Russia, China and Turkey was spreading anti-French feelings on the continent. He also accused the three countries of having a neo-colonial and imperialist agenda. Turkey's foreign ministry, meanwhile, blasted Macron's remarks, saying the French leader needs to confront his own country's colonial past and to stop accusing others. France, which maintains military bases in several of its former African colonies, has seen growing resentment against its policies in the region. In Chad, anti-French protests broke out back in May, following similar outbursts in Mali, Niger, as well as Burkina Faso over the past year. Or on Macron's remarks from Istanbul, we're joined by Anas Algomati. He is the director of the Sadek Institute, which is Libya's first independent public policy think tank. And we also have on the show David Otto. He's the director at the Geneva Center for Africa Security and Strategic Studies. He joins us from London. Gentlemen, welcome to both of you. David, I wanna begin with you. When you look at the region, uh, I'm wondering if you think that the sentiment, uh, uh, the tide of the sentiment has turned on France or has the resentment always been there and it's just sort of boiling to the surface?
1: Yes, I think you're very correct. Um, The resentment has always but I think, you know, the situation has gotten worse. Um, You know, the repetition of France uh, in the continent, you know, it's been terrible. Um, So many other countries are now considering alternative um, partnership, you know, um, especially uh, with the savage nature that uh, some, for example, countries like Algeria describe uh, the post-colonial uh, or, I mean, during during the independence of Algeria in 1962, I mean, there was a lot of brutality which uh, uh, the Algerian government tried to raise, and you know uh, that caused you know some tension between uh, the, the French government uh, and the Algerian government. But generally, um, the situation uh, you know for France it's uh, it's really bad. Uh, but of course, France has to make uh, some level of uh, amends, you know, especially with the current uh, you know war between Russia and Ukraine, where there is an issue of uh, of energy. Uh, of course, countries like Algeria, one of the largest producers of gas, uh, are quite key. And other African countries as well uh, mm-hmm. are quite key in this sense. So um, I think France is, um, is trying to win some hearts and minds, but I don't know how far it's going to go.
0: Let's talk about uh, some of those other countries. Uh, the French president, uh, Anas Emmanuel Macron, has visited. He's been quite busy in terms of a diplomatic tour in the region. He has visited three Former French colonies. What, uh, according to you, is, is, is the motive here? I mean, yes, he's calling for an increased uh, process of decolonization, but could this also be sort of interpreted as um, a disguise in terms of exercising more uh, influence on the continent?
2: I certainly think it is about the pretext being, you know, trying to reconcile the, you know, the, the past with the present and the future, those are narratives that we've heard before, in addition to this latest narrative that we heard in Guinea-Bissau around uh, countering violent extremism and countering terrorism. Um, but essentially, it's about France trying to you know, consolidate uh, its geostrategic position in the Sahel. Uh, it's lost out to Russia in a battle for influence uh, in the Central African Republic and Mali, particularly in Mali, where they, uh, where they re- essentially replaced French uh, uh, special forces with uh, the Russia's Wagner Group. So it's certainly that because I think Africa as a continent now is being transformed into a theater for influence. I mean, you have one flank of NATO in the east, which is Ukraine. You have a southern flank, which is now Libya, North Africa. Um, and further south into the Sahel, you have a battle for influence between the U.S., France and Russia. And France is trying to ensure that it, it, it uses its past as a, almost like a strategic advantage. But it's kind of falling prey to the fact that no one else accepts its past or its narrative or history of the past, those romantic ideals of the past, but France itself. I mean, it's certainly not the case uh, in Algeria, where in Iran, where, where Macron is where your images actually are right now, he was heckled out by the chants of one, two, three, vive l'Algerie. So there is this sense of, actually, we're not buying it. Uh, in Guinea-Bissau, you know, where France actually wasn't a colonial power, it was Portugal that was the colonial power there. Um, there was more of a, you know, welcome, uh, Mr. Macron, and you know, will you help us uh, battle against drug uh, cartels and drug lords? Um, and I don't even think that they will do that. And I think that's where France really is. It's kind of, it's, it's not all that it cracks up to be. It's not all that it purports to be. And I think Guinea-Bissau might find that out for itself. But other individuals or other other people on the continent are not buying the narrative. France is really struggling with this because at the end of the day, it knows that those moments will last for a, for a few seconds in Iran, but it's going to be held to account by their own people. And I think Macron, in his earliest days of his presidency, when he mentioned that, you know, that... that uh, that colonialism was a tragedy and that it was a crime against humanity. He was held severely to account by the far right in, in France, a far right that is, that is moving towards a majority now in France after the, the last polls. So I think that's what matters. It's not re- it doesn't really matter what French or, or what yeah. Africans think of France on the continent. Okay. What matters to France or Macron is what the French people think about what he's doing on the continent. Gentlemen, and that's going to be a big plug for him to, it's going to be a big hole fan to plug.
0: Okay, gentlemen, let's, let's get to the comments uh, that the French President Emmanuel Macron made uh, in Algeria. Let's take a listen to that
1: and we'll pick up from there. Many networks operating under the table, pushed by Turkey, Russia and China, are against France. They have an influential neo-colonial imperialist agenda and their common enemy is France, as we all know.
0: I mean, David. I mean, uh, I do have to say, it's, it's it's a bit interesting to hear comments from uh, the French president along the lines of networks being created uh, that are pursuing neo-colonialist and imperialistic agendas.
1: Uh, I think it's very um, uh, strange, um, you know, but also bizarre, um, you know, to use the French word, you know, to hear uh, the, the French president talking about um, you know new um, uh, influences in, in Africa. I mean, this is a clear indicator that. You know, France, it's been outplayed. Um, uh, you know, as my co-panelist said, you know, I think France has lost a huge um, amount of influence uh, and it finds itself like a rabbit on the traffic light, you know. Uh, um, and at this point in time, I think there's some level of discretion, uh, if I may put it. I mean, France is really concerned um, that it is using, losing out, but it is also losing out hugely, um, you know, from from partners who are coming up with, with much more... Uh, credible or better options. You know, I mean, the, the, the colonial past of France, you know, still, um, you know, drags France back, you know, especially uh, with an Africa that has now advanced, you know, um, away from, you know, the time when France used to have, you know, some kind of uh, the full control of the wheel. Um, so I think it's, it's a depression uh, that you see um, the French president expressing. Uh, the West, you know, relies on him uh, to go to his former colonies and try and repair things. Uh, again, it comes down to the point of um, um, you know, the, you know, the Russians are have been um, you know, are, you know, targeted in in in, um, in the east, you know, and France is trying to uh, is also losing its former colonies to Russia, China, and the rest. So it's a fair game for geopolitics.
0: Okay, I mean, uh, Turkey was one of the countries that he specifically uh, called out, uh, and here's the reply to the French president's uh, comments from uh, the Turkish Foreign Ministry. They said, if France supposes that there are reactions against it in the African continent, it should search for the source of these reactions in its colonial past and its efforts to still pursue this with different methods and must try to repair it. The statement went on to say, instead of confronting and solving the problems related to their own past, this is not only to deny a sociological phenomenon and history, but also reflects the distorted mentality of some politicians and us, I mean is this a fair response? and talk to us about some of the, the differences in the diplomacy uh, that France is pursuing in the continent compared to uh, other countries like Turkey. Well, let's just for a moment in fact just talk about the
2: military role. I mean the idea of networks that are against uh, France, I mean it's quite interesting, but France actually opened the door for Russian influence in Libya. Uh, Russian special forces that were sorry, it's French special forces that were operating in Libya in April 4, 2019, uh, during the uh, operation to overthrow the the UN-backed government in Tripoli, and they opened the door and cooperated with Russia's uh, Wagner Group, the mercenary corps that were there. It was only until Turkey came uh, at the final hour uh, in in the end of uh, twenty nineteen, early twenty twenty to push out uh, russian uh, military forces that actually you know that the situation was was brought to a heel and that diplomacy could take could take a stride but in fact it's an irony here that france is talking about russia as an enemy perhaps in mali where they've lost out uh, to the to the junta there but in in libya it was actually france that opened the door and cooperated with russia so it's it's an irony turkey's role was was, was commended by by the us and by nato for having defended the southern flank of nato um, in 2019 and 2020 so i find it it' bizarre. I think for, uh, Turkey's role diplomatically today. I think it's still a nascent role. I think it's still finding its feet. Uh, its its real power has been its aerial power and ensuring that you know situations were brought to a heel and that they could provide for a ceasefire and a ceasefire okay. could move towards the diplomatic work of the UN. But I find it I find it bizarre as, as your as okay. my co-panelists mentioned. I find it bizarre that, Tur- that that France would essentially you know the pot calling the kettle black.
0: Anas, you mentioned uh, the role of the military. Let's look at this uh, from a different perspective, that of the lens through the security situation in the Sahel. Uh, There have been a wave of military coups across uh, former French colonies uh, in West Africa. Some of them have been attempts, but most of them are successful. I mean, if you look at, you'll see a total of uh, half 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 a dozen countries. In fact, some of these countries have experienced multiple instances over a period of a year, starting from uh, March of 2021 in Niger to the most recent one in Guinea-Bissau in February of 2022. Uh, David, talk to us about um, uh, the, the role that perhaps uh, France has played in, in, in the governance crisis here.
1: Uh, I think it's, it's been a very um, you know terrible role, uh, so to speak, because, of course, if you look at the, uh, the African continent and you look at the areas where most of the coups uh, have taken place, as you rightly mentioned, it's in most of the former French colonies, uh, and we, we've seen double standards. So, for example, in the case of Chad, uh, where um, the, um, the, the son of um, Idris Derby uh, overthrew the constitution, um, Mohamed Debbie, and then, you know, of course, who was there to visit uh, and promise um, some kind of protection? Uh, it was um, the French president himself, Emmanuel Macron, uh, but then they were very quick uh, to then criticise. Uh, the same military coup that you know happened in, in uh, Mali and then called the military junta okay. and asked them to hand it to uh, the civilian government so it's a, it's, it's ex- extremely double standards that we've seen uh, in terms of how you know France has you know um, uh, carried out its policies especially its involvement in governance and that's why most of these countries are now prepared uh, to look for other partnerships you know besides France
0: okay uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll end with you. I have about a minute left. I mean, how much do you think that France has to do with the region's um, political and, and and security crisis? I think it has a major role, and I think it's this, it's this double standard that we, my
2: co-guest has mentioned. On the one hand, when they want to uh, remove authoritarians, they talk of democracy. When they want to remove democracy, they talk of counterterrorism, and they're a, they're not a partner in either one of them. The situation has gotten worse across the continent, and I think the political instability now has led them to using quite unconventional partners like Russia and like China. I think less French influence in the region could be better if it was a more multilateral approach, uh, a more NATO-led approach or EU-led approach. There might be something there, but I think it's the African Union's future, and I think the African Union may have to start looking for solutions itself. That's, that's really where I see the, the future going. But France, if you can't reconcile you know, the past with the present, there's absolutely no role for it in the future, I think.
0: Fair enough. All right. Anas al and David Odo, thank you very much to both of you for joining us here on Straight Talk. We appreciate it.